Welcome to the UP Tech Talk podcast, coming to you from the Academic Multimedia Studio on the University of Portland campus, produced by Academic Technology Services. Hello and welcome to the UP Tech Talk podcast. This is Ben Kahn. I'm the Academic Technology Specialist and Trainer at the University of Portland. Today I'm joined by my co-host, Maria Erb, our Instructional Designer. Hey, Ben. Hey, Maria. And today we're very happy to welcome into the studio with us Tisha Morell, who is a professor in their School of Education here at UP, as well as the director of our STEM Center. Tisha, thanks for joining us. You're so welcome. So, Maria, uh, you worked with Tisha recently on a project uh, to provide STEM professional development for middle school teachers. And we didn't just do this as a face-to-face workshop, right? This was actually brought into the online world. That's right. And this is the first time that we've done this at the university. So that's what makes it so exciting. And even better than that was that it was a successful venture. And I think that um, our listeners are going to be really interested to hear about how how we set this up and how our online participants were able to participate with us. And also, you know, kind of how this is going to work on the campus in the future because it's a mm-hmm. really great yeah, tool. This, this is a question that we get all the time. Like, can I bring someone remotely into my classroom? Can I connect with people over Skype, et cetera? So I think this is a really good step towards like a proof of concept for that on campus. It sure is. And what I really love about it was that we had all these content providers uh, here at the university were able to deliver, you know, really great in-class lectures, but also include our online participants in doing that. And none of them had really done that before. And by the end of the session, they all felt very comfortable doing that. At least that's what they told me. So I so I feel really great that we could, you know, bring people in that haven't done this before, but get them up and running really quickly and to the point where they feel ready to go do this yeah. again. Yeah. So putting the technology aside for a minute, Tisha, can you tell us kind of what the professional development was like about in the first place? You know, what were your goals with it? Sure. So the STEM Center was hoping to provide some professional development for the teachers, not only in the Portland area, but any teacher that was interested in the state. And so we found this great online curriculum that really did a nice job of integrating all the areas of STEM. And we thought, wow, this is perfect for us to use as our jumping off point to start providing our first professional development. And so um, we were trying to get the teachers not only comfortable with the curriculum, which was an online interactive curriculum for their students, but also giving them the content information that they needed and the background they needed to feel comfortable with this material and in doing it with their students. So the greatest thing about you guys helping out with this was we were able to expand it not only to the teachers in Portland, but anybody that was interested. And so we had teachers that would not have been able to drive to Portland every day for the workshop to join us. And so Mm -hmm. that was just fabulous. Especially the woman in Turkey. She really would have had a hard time (laughs) getting here. It's amazing the reach of the STEM Center. (laughs) That's right, when you think about it. Well, it's just amazing, yeah, putting it online just amplifies the impact, you know, so many times over, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's great. So the the material that we're using, was that, like, just free to use? Was it open source? Was there some kind of licensing involved? It's free, and all you have to do is ask for it. Okay. So it's from Everfy, mm-hmm. for people that are interested in it, and they, um, they're an online tech company, 
and they get sponsors. So the one that we were using was sponsored by the National Hockey League and the National Hockey League Players Association. So they pay for all of the, the software. They pay for the technology. And any teacher who wants it just has to write to them and say, I want to use this. Mm-hmm. Great. Can you say a little bit about the, the software that, that we, we saw in the workshop just so our listeners will have an idea of what uh, the, the middle school teachers were going to work with? Sure. So it was an, an interactive program that focused on hockey. And so the kids learned about physics, they learned about biology, they learned about engineering design and mathematics, and it all focused on hockey. So we looked at designing the hockey rink, we looked at how to design hockey sticks, how do we shoot, what's the best training to put the players through. So everything that dealt with these STEM issues helped them focus on hockey in a way to make it more relevant for the students who were participating. And it had little questions periodically to help keep the students on track. And then the teachers get that feedback as well, so they're able to see where their students are, what questions they're getting wrong, and and how things are going. And even though this was um, aimed at middle school students, you know, which is, what, sixth to eighth grade, right? I thought that the concepts were pretty high level, especially when we, you know, heard from Stephanie in the mathematics mm-hmm. and Tamar in physics, and I was like, well, this is pretty high level stuff. Yeah, so the great yeah. thing about this was it can actually go down to third grade is how they market it. I think third, maybe fifth, but you can you can take it down lower or you can ramp it up. And so um, the speakers that we had were fabulous because we had Jackie Van Humison and Stephanie Salomon and Tamar Moore and Paige Hoffert. So we had somebody from all of the different STEM disciplines there doing some background information for the teachers. And so I think the teachers, from what they said, they felt very comfortable with the material. They learned more than they needed to for their students, which is always our hope. And the teachers did a good job, our teachers, our instructors, did a good job of extending it and showing them where they can go further with this this material. And the teachers themselves then had time to talk with each other and with us and talk about how they could use it and how they could do other integrated areas with it as well. That's great. So um, the software itself then, so there's like interactive elements for the students Mm -hmm. as they kind of go through, they're getting, you know, they're answering questions, they're interacting with maybe like graphs or, or like completing problems, things like that. Uh, and, and more than that. So they're yeah. actually able to move the players. They're able to draw lines on the ice. It's it's a very engaging program. Very cool. And then I, I guess that data for them is kind of collected, and that's available for the teachers to review and, and kind of track progress and things like that. Correct. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, pretty advanced, really. So in terms of the professional development that you were delivering, and then when you decided you wanted to maybe put that online, how did that seed get planted or how did that kind of spark happen for you? Um, Probably because Maria had been working with Bob and Mm -hmm. Sam Williams kept saying, you should be doing something. And we thought, you know, we're offering this PD. This would be the perfect time to take advantage of what you guys have and see whether or not we can pull it off. You know, it's low what do I want to say? Low, low stakes. Threat. Low yeah. stakes. Low yeah. stakes. <laughs> I mean, it was like, if it worked, great. And if it didn't work, well, you know, it wasn't going to work. And we'd say, oops, sorry, it didn't work. Uh, but it worked great. It was really fabulous. It was so good to have the opportunity to involve teachers from all across the state to come in and yeah, we we might have had a woman from Turkey, but she gave up. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty significant time zone difference there, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but it was great, and it was it was really nice to have these women. They were all women mm-hmm. who who uh, logged in 
come in. They came every day. They were there on time. They stayed through the whole thing. Um, the only shortcomings, if I can talk about Please shortcomings, yeah. mm-hmm. it was we couldn't have done it without Maria being there mm-hmm. because she was able to focus the camera on the speaker. They could all see the PowerPoint that was on the screen, but they could watch whoever was doing the presentation, watch the demo, zoom onto the board to see where they were writing. The hard thing for the rest of us was that Maria was the only one who could see and interact with those people. Right. So the rest of us were like, we had to keep reminding ourselves, oh, there are more people. <laughs> sure, yeah. you know. So Maria would periodically pose a question to them, or when we were doing brainstorming, I'd go, those of you that are not here right. in the room, you get first dibs. <laughs> That's <laughs> to right. To try to get them involved. So yeah. that was that was the only drawback was that there was like that that break between who was in front of us and who was not in front of us. But I contacted all of them every night. I'd send them a note and go, how is it going? Is everything going good? Can we do anything to make this better for you? And they were all like, no, this is perfect. This is great. Just what we needed. Yeah, I was really impressed with our online participants. Um, like you said, they stayed engaged the whole time. They were really responsive to me when I would, you know, kind of query them and see what was going on. And they're like, great content, great presentation. And, you know, I, I think that says a lot about both the content and our presenters, mm-hmm. that they were able to to just, you know, carry themselves. So so they create their presence so strongly that it was mm-hmm. felt everywhere. Um yeah, well, I was just going to say, I mean, Tisha, I think you brought up a really great point. And because something I've kind of learned as we've done some of these things is that having someone in that facilitator role mm-hmm. is so important mm-hmm. for these kind of endeavors. Yeah. Um, because as a presenter, you really can't split your attention between your presentation and the in-class audience and the online audience. It's just too much to try to focus on. So really having someone in that facilitator role to like help the online uh, population yeah. in the engagement part mm-hmm. I think has been really crucial. Right. But but like you said, and you brought up a really good point, um, it would have been nice for our face-to-face participants to have that sense that there were others out there and maybe even to kind of interact with them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that's a limitation of the software that we use, the WebEx software. And uh, we are exploring other options. And I really hope that we move mm-hmm. forward in that direction because that would be a really great experience yes. for everybody. Yeah. Yes, I, I think agree. it's an extra layer of complexity for the people in the room. But if they take that step, I think there's a lot of rewards that could definitely be seen. Yeah, and I think that that's going to be kind of a just a normal way that you go into a workshop. You know, pretty right. We're all used to having Facebook here, and our, and you know, somebody sitting next to us, and we're used to interacting yeah. with all these people around us and not next to us. And and I think that's going to be the case for you know these workshops too. Totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, like when we go to conferences and things, yeah. I sometimes interact with people on Twitter that are there, right. but I didn't get a right. chance to talk to them face-to-face. So right. It's kind of an interesting using technology to make like the micro-local the area. Hyper, hyper-local. The yeah. hyper-local yeah. area of, like, that's, more communicative. That's a really good point. I think that, you know, maybe when we move forward with another one of these, you know, having like a Twitter back channel so that everybody would be able to post to that and everybody mm-hmm. would be able to see that. Well, that's a good and, idea. And if we could have an extra monitor that just showed them. So that at least we had a sense of their presence instead mm-hmm. of you being, you know, That's looking right. at your own computer and the rest of us not realizing sometimes. Right. And again, that was a... Um both a limitation of the software, but also with our participants and the way that they in, they engaged with the software. We had um, the two uh, 
Dee Dee mm-hmm. and and her coworker with the camera on them. Right. So we were able to see them the whole time, but uh, it was Victoria that was calling in from her cell phone, mm-hmm. so we couldn't have seen her anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we had Ladung, and she was kind of didn't have the camera on, but you know, mm-hmm. so we had all varieties. We did. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it would have been nice if we could have. I mean, they all didn't put their camera on, but right. if they could have, yes, that would have been nice, so that we could get a better sense of who was really there. That's right, to, to see them. And then the other thing that you brought up was it would have been nice to, to hear them speak um, mm-hmm. more frequently. At the beginning of the workshop, you were able to greet them, and they were able to say, you know, who they were and, and kind of greet the class. Yeah. But then we had to mute them afterwards yes. because we had the <laughs> feedback <laughs> issues. But that would be great if... They well, we also, also had their dogs barking. And, and we had a toddler, <laughs> it's like a toddler, so we had <laughs> yeah. to kind of right. mute everybody. Yeah. But that would have been great, too, to have that audio mm-hmm. where they could have just, you know, spoken their question or, or, or gave their feedback or whatever. Yeah. That would have been great, too. Yeah, that would have. But I, I think uh, a key that made it successful is what you said. I think the presenters were just so yeah. present and so engaging that it wasn't like, I mean, I've been to a number of, been to, I've listened in on a number of webinars and you could easily space off. Right. And, and they didn't let you. Yes. I mean, they, they really were engaging. Right. And I think that just brings it back to the strength of the teaching that we have here at the university. I and mean, we've got the most fabulous faculty. We just do. And and that just was demonstrated again in, in that environment yeah. and that they can mm-hmm. that they can still be strong teachers even in the online. I know. And that's why we're around. excited about technology. That's because right. when you add technology into something that's not so great, it's just something that's not so great on the internet. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but when you can find something amazing that's happening on a campus or, or wherever and, like, broadcast that out to the world, that's what's really exciting. And share it. Yeah, I right. know. And, that's... And, and that they were able to come up with activities that you didn't have to be right there in the room with them to do. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. another so. good point that I think people would like to hear about. Like when Stephanie had that uh, pie uh, question. Mm-hmm. That uh, we gave everybody time to work on, and you know, we were able to see Dee Dee and her co- and her coworker working, you know, on the camera, and everybody was. That was a really great uh, workshop design that that you had was to you know say, okay, we're going to be pausing now for ten or fifteen minutes. We're all going to be working on these pro- problems, and then we'll we'll come together again. Mm-hmm. And while that was happening, both face-to-face and online, I was able to, you know, kind of query the online participants, you know, do you have any questions? How are you doing? Do you need more time? And that kind of thing. So that they felt, again, that they were being responded to and and uh, included. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, well, Tisha, what, so we heard some of your reflections and kind of how, how the whole process went for you. Is this something that you would do again? Uh, we're planning on it. The teachers asked for it before they left and said, next summer, we're doing this again. Same thing. And so... <laughs> Everybody in the STEM Center said, yeah, next summer, because they're volunteering their time as well. So, you know, this is, they're amazing people. So did the, does the STEM Center include um, Stephanie and Tamar? And, and mm-hmm. the, so yeah. they're all part of it. Oh, yeah. We have about 25 people oh. across oh. campus that are involved in the STEM Center. Fantastic. So if you've already got something on the books for next summer. We're, we're working on putting <laughs> something on the books, but we will have something on the books right. for August. So and, and plan will, on it. Will it be with the same <laughs> software, um, the uh, hockey uh, software, not, or would be something else? No, no, else? no. It would be something different. Great. We're not sure what yet, uh-huh. so we yeah. have time. But, yeah, it'll be something different. Yeah. So that way we could get these people back, teach Very them ex- something new. Very exciting. And I bet you'll find that your audience grows a lot every year that you do it consecutively, yeah. too. Yeah, because we will be able to start beating the drum now mm-hmm. and uh, really build that audience mm-hmm. for, for the next workshop series. 
great. Tisha, thanks for telling us about uh, your projects um, that you did with Maria. Uh, sounds like it turned out great and everyone was really pleased with it. Um, so before we wrap up, we're going to do just a little section that we like to call App Pick of the Week. Mm-hmm. So Maria and I do this where we just talk about like a mobile app or a program or, or something, some piece of technology that's impacting our lives this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Maria, do you have one in mind? I know Tisha has a good one. I do, but let's hear from Tisha first. Okay. Well, this summer, I got addicted to Pokemon Go. Because <laughs> uh, my, the hits that's, my uh, old sons yeah. who grew up with Pokemon had to show me how to use it. And I thought, oh, I could probably use this in my class. So what we did the first week was I came up with two questions about Pokestops. And we all went out and walked around <laughs> campus to different Pokestops and collected data. And then to make this educational, of course, <laughs> uh, we went and we looked at the uh, next generation science standards and the Common Core state standards. Mm-hmm. And we looked to see if we did this in the classroom. Could we legitimately say we were doing any kind of true education? And it, w- it worked out great for data collection, for data analysis, for coming up with new hypotheses and new problems to solve. And so, uh, yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> wow. Fun. So have you caught them all is the question. Well, I, the problem was I didn't want them catching anything because what you catch at Pokestops depends on your level, and I didn't want them leveling up as we walked around campus. So. <laughs> <laughs> but how about your abilities in Pokemon Go? Are they yeah, increasing? I'm, I'm, still, I'm still learning. Gotcha. Poke Apprentice. <laughs> Very good. Maria, do you have a pick? You know, I just kind of want to plug Instagram in a way. Yeah. Um, now, of course, that I... reminds me, we need to take our Instagram... Oh, we do. With we need to do something like <laughs> We need to do something like <laughs> no, no, that. No, with, uh, with Tisha, we need to take that's our right. Instagram selfie That's right. We always do a selfie with we, our desk. Um, ah. So that's right. Thank, thanks, yeah. thanks, Ben, for, mm-hmm. for reminding But we also need to do ours with Casey, sure. too. Yeah. But um, now, I usually oppose anything related to Facebook pretty strongly, <laughs> but... I do want to plug Instagram because I really think it uh, just fills a very important niche, which is that, you know, really quick update, that visual, quick piece of information. It doesn't overload you and doesn't send you off into a million different side streets and things like that. So I think it's a really useful thing, and I'm happy to be able to keep up with On the Bluff Studios, which which, which we have a new channel with that, and keep up with the university and uh, and just get these little brief updates. So I just, I think it's pretty useful. Fantastic. Uh, I'm going to pick Duolingo as my mm. app pick of the week. I think you picked that in the past. Now. No, I haven't. You're, no. You were the one that always picks Downcast all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, but I'm picking Duolingo. I'm going to our Salzburg Center in about a week and a half from right now. So last week I started my crash course in German. Ooh. And I'm learning how to say excuse me and I'm sorry and bread and water. Good. Um, but it's just such a, it's amazing how adaptive it is to you and how it kind of pushes you to keep street going and practice every day so i think i'm gonna have at least like the fundamentals to where i cannot totally embarrass myself uh, <laughs> while i'm there so that would be my app pick of the week oh, that's a good one but I, I really like duolingo too excellent so i guess we are about ready to wrap up yeah. uh with the up tech talk podcast for this week mm-hmm. tisha is there anything that you'd like to plug or let people know what you're working on or anything like that um, th- the thing that i would plug is that we have to start using you people more because uh-huh. there's just so much that you can do for us and 
we just have to explore. And mm-hmm. you guys have been great with that to just come over and go, what kinds of things can I do? So I don't even have to know what I need <laughs> because you tell me what you can do for me. So, so yes, I will be working more with you great. as the semester progresses. Great. Thank you. We look forward to it. Okay. Maria, anything to, no. uh, to plug? Your Twitter, no. anything? Instagram? No, no. <laughs> um, you know, uh, just uh, keep listening to UP Tech Talk. That's a good one. Okay. And uh, for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Academic Tech PDX. And uh, the only other thing I'll plug is I do a series of technology tips that come out uh, on my blog. And you can subscribe to that if you go to lists.up.edu and click on UP Tech Talk. So that'll be two short tech tips per week. And that's all I got. So, Tisha, thanks again for joining us. Maria, thank you again. And until next time, this is Ben signing out. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the UP Tech Talk podcast. We post new episodes on Friday mornings. If you want to hear more, please subscribe through iTunes or check out the Tech Talk blog at techtalk.up.edu. Thank you.